It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your captain, Jim Bob Ovalshorts. And tonight's episode, which was originally filmed on April 22nd of 2023, features some of my most favorite people that I've met in this podcast and world and just just some of my most favorite people in the world in general, honestly, man. Legs and Buffalo of the False Reality Check podcast, man. These guys are just super awesome. I don't know if you've caught them in the past on our show or even caught when we were hanging out on their show, man, but the Legs and Buffalo are just two of the most spectacular people that I think I have ever met in my life. And I feel quite honored to have them in my circle and such because they're, they're doing, I, I guess you could call it the Lord's work. You know, they're, they're out there really trying to do it man really trying to just live and enjoy life and do it without the necessity that people think we have of you know oversight and government and such you know and they heck even when they came on here they had been in the process of battling their own local government due to just atrocious nonsense that of course we get into in this episode as well as talking about the cookbook that we are still totally making you know it's still totally in the works i uh, again when the computer went down it took everything so there's been quite a bit of stuff that i've had to do to try to rebuild but one step at a time and we're slowly getting there man but of course, I was joined by Bandit on this episode, and it's just, it was a really, really fun episode. I'm, I'm quite glad that I got to have the episode and that they got to join us once again. And I'm super excited to finally be bringing you guys the episode. Of course, I'll have all the links that you guys need to get back to Legs and Buffalo and everything that they're doing because they got multiple projects going on over there at everyone's favorite website online where, you know, I share everybody's information. You can find information from past episodes, current episodes, any episodes, information on anybody we talk to, man. You can get back in touch with them themselves, even if you'd like. But you can find all of that over at unconstitutionalawakening.com. You're home for everything with us, man. We've got all kinds of great things going on up there, man. 
all kinds of things and updates coming left and right and you know even more coming soon man y'all just keep checking back regularly you never know what you may find since the last time you visited of course as normal on that homepage, you will always find links to get back to youtube rumble odyssey and BitChute, so that you can subscribe and follow us you can also find the links to get back and listen to us man we are on every single listening platform that you could think of this doesn't even list them all there's like 20 of them but this link that's on here will totally get you back to be able to find your preferred link man so y'all make sure y'all do that or you know just to show the love you can come and listen right here on the website man like that's just one of those features that i put together because i like to try to make it work for you guys as well as a link to go back to the store and get you some sweet ua merch man there's all kinds of good stuff out there man i've been giving away stickers like crazy you can go buy your own there's new designs if you'd like shirts hats phone cases like i i put a bunch of wild stuff on there just to see what we can try to get rid of man y'all go y'all go help support the show because that's the only thing that keeps us going man like is paid for out of pocket for real so but you can also check out our friends in liberty man while you're out while you're at it kirk elliott peachy key creations ammo can survival brett pike with classical learners and homeschool connected and pure pet wellness man all of these guys as i've told you in the past before are bringing great alternatives to the status quo the stuff that we've been told is proper all this time like <clears throat> man it legs of buffalo are some good people to talk to about all this stuff so again i am super excited to bring you guys this episode so um i'm gonna shut this trap and uh weigh anchor and let's get this thing going all right and good evening, everyone. As I was saying, Bandit's joining me this evening and hosting our friends from False Reality Check, Legs and Buffalo. How have you guys been? Hey, hey. Fantastic. I'm doing good. Happy happy to be here with you two. Um, look for, we've been looking forward to this conversation, so. For sure. Just it's get a, get into it. It's a it's a skeleton crew this, this afternoon, but that's quite all right. I think me and Bandit will be able to handle it. I, I know you guys have been busy all winter long, especially coming back out in the spring now, as we were kind of just talking prior to the show, but I'm real curious to know, man, how was all that, uh, all that legal system type stuff that you were telling me about going on? Been going? Oh on? my goodness. That was crazy. Yeah. We, uh, we went to battle with the local government who was trying to raise water rates like 300 something percent. And, um, we won, we scared them enough with, uh, we had to hire an attorney so that, you know, a really skilled attorney can scare anybody with one letter. And that's pretty much what happened. And they still want to raise the rates, but now they, they realize, oh, there's laws that say that we can only raise, raise it so much. And so they, <laughs> they realize, you know, that they, they need to do that. So, and it's looking like um, either I will be on the council at some point or um be running for the council or i don't know no but no, uh, know. i just talked to a guy the other night that he was saying that that's what not not that it's in my cards but he was saying that's what a lot of these like-minded folks need to start doing is finding ways to get on their their own city councils and stuff like that to start actually making a difference and i, I totally agree with it man and you know you guys definitely don't need water rates going up especially doing all that homesteading type stuff like that's a that's the last thing you need is for that to cost more money for sure. Yeah, it was pretty insane how much they wanted to raise it up. And just from talking with folks in town, um, it seems like the local government has, if ever, they it seems like they've never really followed the state laws. Um, not saying, you know, 
we don't think the local government should even exist. I don't. I know you don't. No. But baby steps to that point. But uh, for now, what was? I'm not. But you don't have to give a dollar amount. But what was like the percentage amount that they were talking about increasing? Oh man. So they were. It seemed like they were targeting businesses, but their definition mm-hmm. of business was very uh, broad. So we have a business, even though we don't operate it from our home. Uh, they could say, hey, you are a business, you have to pay the commercial rate. And we're talking like anywhere between 200 and 397% increase in water. So that's like, you know, if you're paying, you know, a decent amount of water per year, you're going to, you're going to end up paying like an additional $2,000 a year. Like that's, it's, it's ridiculous. That was way too much to raise it. That's, yeah. Yeah, because uh, most families are living like paycheck to paycheck. And that would be that that could that would put a lot of people out. Like I've seen not just like water, but I've seen like just electric uh, electrical uh like the bills, like the increase in just electricity has some people have had it increase 2 3 400%. Especially there was a, uh, I just, I just watched a TikTok of a lady with her increase in Maine and she was living in a 700 square foot cottage and she got an electric bill for 660 something dollars just for the month. That's Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane. So what happened? Did she fight it or I didn't see I didn't I didn't follow up on like a part two or a part three. I just saw the part one and I was like wow, that was that that's enough of an increase to like to do people in completely if it continues like that. Cause I know if you pay attention to like uh the uh, situation going over, uh, going on over in Europe right now with their power situation, it's going to get. I, I saw it getting worse, but it's supposed to get even worse than that because uh, they're shutting down nuclear power plants, um, and, and the increases are just becoming insane over there. And some people have seen it from. It goes by state by state. Here, has it been like a? Hold on one second. I got a rug rat running around. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and that's that's a lot of things. You know, there's plus and minus side. You know, that's why I've I've always been a big fan of like gas. I guess when it comes to some of the stuff in my house, and mostly it's just my ovens run off gas. And even if I don't have electricity, I can still cook my food. You know that that uh, I like to have that ability and such. And it it is getting a little outrageous, and it definitely starts making you start looking into alternate forms of at least producing your your own in different ways you know and i've me and bandit and Luis have been following this guy that turns out he's right here in georgia and he's found all kinds of cool ways of turning the methane gas from from waste or whatever into you know like house household gas and electricity and stuff like that like so it's there's i think there's promise in some of the different ideas and the routes things are going that you know, even for electricity now that we're not even having to truly rely on the big, huge system as much anymore. I know a guy personally that lives on the river that built his own like floating 
water like water power generator like it, it'll go up and down with the with the river because of the way he made it inside of a float and it just spins and spins and goes and generates enough power to run his little shed for over there at the hunting cabin so i mean that's that you're not looking for much i because guess my my plan eventually is to become 100% like not reliant on any outside sources for anything. Yes. That that's my goal. That's my goal. I, because I know it's plausible. I've seen even that one there's a couple dudes floating around on like TikTok and such that have gone as far as you know they're they're so off the grid but they they still have found ways to connect themselves enough that they could even power their computer for doing this and like video games and stuff and they're making all of their own electricity oh it, it's absolutely feasible it absolutely is i mean no matter where you live you should do as much as you can to you know not rely on outside sources no matter what situation you're living in whether you're living in a, a, a large apartment complex or out in the woods in a cabin you, you should do as much as you can because the government is not going to save you if something happens we all know this we all know this like the quail like the like the quail in the uh and the what was it the quail in the aquarium inside the apartment oh the button quail yeah people make that into uh they have if you especially asian tiktok asian tiktok that's huge yeah, they'll you know, have like you can eat those eggs and those birds like three and four there are three and four layer uh aquariums and they'll look like little they'll have little buildings and houses inside that the little quails live in and they'll turn into a, a yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> i've never heard of this no i haven't either. Button, button quail they look no. like if you go on if you go on it if you go on a tiktok and type in button quail It'll take you to an entire new side of TikTok that you've never seen before. Promise. Promise that much. Even YouTube. You can go type that in and it'll take you to a new side of TikTok or YouTube that you've never seen before. I have have accidentally found myself in the ring doorbell part of the YouTube shorts area. And like it has quickly become my favorite part to kind of hang out when I'm looking at the internet because... It's everything from wild animal encounters to weird, cracked out, drunk people late at night, and even so much more. Like it's a, it's usually good for a pretty laugh. Yeah, we had that for a little bit when we were in the city um, before we moved out here, and uh, we never got a, any weirdos really. A, that came up. a ring, a ring doorbell. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a ring. It was, it was like a, a, it was like a oh, blink or something. It was a blink. Yeah. Ring doorbell. Ring specifically. Uh, local law enforcement can access your doorbell footage yes. without notifying you or without right. obtaining a warrant. They can see your comings and goings and any packages delivered or anything without your say-so or approval. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's- Super yeah, that, no bueno. I don't. I'm I don't sure. own one myself. It's never. Uh, I've never been a f- fan of 
the whole internet connected security system to your house where you've got right. all these cameras and stuff around. I, sure. I understand maybe being able to see some things is better hindsight in some cases, but no, I'm good. I don't need somebody being able to like watch my house because Comcast said it was okay for the police yeah. to like Comcast. You know what I'm saying? Holy cow, man. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't, we didn't link, but I'm sure it probably did the same thing. Um, oh, it did. It's Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon owns it. Right. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got to see some. I think that probably it. makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why we got it. Oh, we got it because there were some like weird kids that would like hang out in front of the house. We were we were right by a high school, and like the quality of children out there has just gone downhill from. <laughs> When I grew up, and like the kids, mm-hmm. they're on lithium now. It's so it's so intense. And that, you know, they just they all look like Post Malone or some some variation of Post Malone, and they're all eyes are glued to their cell phones, and they'll just like hang out on your porch and not care that it's private property. And so we, we you just described you just described the local neighborhood kids here. I, that that's a, they're you, everywhere. They're yeah. Like I had to yell at the kids the other day, like my, my youngest son had a group over and they just decided, Hey, I'm going to fuck with this guy's chickens. I don't know who he is. I'm going to go in the chicken coop and start fucking with the chickens. You just don't do that, man. You just don't do that. No, that's that call that. And that calls for some devious things like throwing a rooster at him or something like just as retaliation. I mean, you could just backhand them. That's a lot easier too. I, I feel like children, some children, you shouldn't hit kids, but some kids need to be hit in <laughs> ways. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know you I mean? got it. Yeah. Um, you go from the first generation gentle parenting to, you know, backhand in about half a second, you know, it, it's, it's okay to look forward to that kid running around Wendy's to go face first into the ground because he trips. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's okay to laugh. <laughs> like I'm a at that pretty chill guy until, you know, I'm a pretty chill guy until you mess with the pets. You know, you just don't mess with pets. It's like messing with, anyway. yeah, somebody else's animals in the yard, you know? So speaking of chickens, you guys were saying before we got started that the uh, it's it's time to gear back up for summer. I don't, how, what's the homestead plans for this year? Oh man, we so we ordered fifty meat birds. They sent us fifty two. We ordered twenty five layers on top of the the thirteen uh, you, that we had. You got a bulk rate. <laughs> we're trying to bulk up our numbers, especially for the eggs, and then um, so we lost one layer. We lost thirteen meat birds uh had nothing to do with the cold it was just i feel like their legs were weak and they get this mm-hmm. water belly because if you're if you're up really high altitudes the fluid ends up filling their lungs and they end up kind of dry drowning themselves okay. so we lost a few of those but now everybody looks really strong so we have like 39 meat birds left about 24 layers left and they're all in one big brooder made out of a um, three sheets of plywood. It's literally just notched so that all the walls sit together. And yeah, we built a roof out of uh, some old two by four and hardware cloth that we had, and the leftover <laughs> sheet of plywood. It's it's perfect. We have, what do we have in there? Like brooders, got heat plates. Yeah, have an elevated feeder area so that they don't yep. get 
shavings in their food. And see, you did a perfect description. Like not everything has to look pretty. You know, there is a new trend on TikTok to show, I hate always bringing up TikTok, but it's, they have such good examples. Like homesteads are not pretty. They really aren't. And there, there's the, the homestead influencers, the ultra rich homestead influencers that portray uh, homesteads as these beautiful places with, you know, everything is well manicured, put together. Mm-hmm. No, that is not the truth. You know, real, real homesteads, you will see people have upcycled and recycled oh. stuff. Yeah. People have, I mean, they save their plastic. They save their cardboard. They they save containers. Everything, Hold you know. Um, the only reason that I I put some time and effort into building uh, my my rabbit hutch and stuff like that is because that's that that's just how I personally like to do things. But the previous ones, my previous chicken coop before I upgraded to a nicer one, was put together with pallet wood. You know, so. But- not everything uh, has to be pretty. If it works, chicken, the older chicken coop I had was uh, one of those metal buildings, like the metal just roof awnings that somebody had left behind. It was kind of rusted up and not in the best of shape, but it was it was stable enough to run some plywood around. And I put a old metal bunk bed frame in there with tires for nesting boxes on top of that bunk bed frame and that that was that was just there and then i then i gathered stick fallen limbs and stuff from all around <laughs> all, all you got to see it um i gathered nesting boxes limbs. i remember i remember that i i've seen that but speaking of nesting boxes damn it oh, i built like i've got some older hens some layers but then i've got the brand i i put i i built a brooder outside um in the in the actual coop with the heat light and everything and sealed it off from the rest kind of introduced the old hens to the new ones um to keep them separated um and uh they are all three this weekend they're three weeks they're three weeks old i i i got uh 10 isa browns from our local feed company um because but I built them some beautiful. I built the old hens when I moved them to the new chicken coop. I built them some beautiful nesting boxes. Beautiful. And they're like, nah, man, I think we're just going to go ahead and lay our eggs in the corner on the floor. We're not, we're not, we're not going to get in those nesting boxes. All that effort you put into it. Nah, man, we're good. Just pooping them out on the floor. Ain't that the truth? I can't, I can't get it. I can't get them into the nesting boxes. Can't do it. So I kind of just like let it go. I'm just like, whatever. You do your thing. As soon as these the new chicks start laying, I'm gonna off you guys and start all over. <laughs> Throw them in the pot. <laughs> uh, I I think I've got. I've only got four layers right now. The other ones ended up. We we offed quite a we offed quite a few like a, a lot. You also ended up having a lot more roosters than you had planned on last year too. Yeah, yeah. I ended up like I I made the mistake uh, of I will never ever ever get chicks from Tractor Supply ever again. Because even if you go and get pullets, you'll get roosters, 
And if you get a straight run from them, you'll end up with 70% roosters. I guarantee it. Guaranteed. And then, believe it or not, if you don't have any roosters, your dominant female will switch sexes and become a rooster. Yes. What yes. Wait. 100%. It won't become, it'll have all, it'll, it'll look like a rooster, but it just won't be able to, uh, there, there'll be no chicks. It will take on all of the physical features of a rooster. It'll molt and it'll grow spurs. It'll, it'll, everything about a rooster, it just won't be able to hatch chicks. That's it. You are tripping me out right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Look, you, you can look it up. It, it is 100% true. If you have all hens, they'll even start taking on the trait of humping in the other hens. Like, this is, this is a yeah, real, it'll, is a it'll, real thing. it'll peck them and everything and attempt to mate, even though there's no, yeah. This yeah, is some orange is the new black shit. Oh my god! Yeah, you will just... end up with a trans rooster. Yeah, I was gonna say, a hundred percent guaranteed. If you have no rooster and you have a large number of hens, the dominant female will turn into the will take the role of the rooster and assume his duties. So always, always make sure you have a good rooster. That's the best talking. Yep. About here. Yeah. Wow, that's and if you and you see, but you can reverse that. You can reverse that. A good chance of reversing that By is to take that hen that is starting to exhibit rooster traits, and you separate it from the rest of the hens until it reverts back to a hen. Yes, because if that happens, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a laying hen. Jesus. So do you guys? If it, yeah. So do you guys? One of those. Do you guys do all your own work when it comes to doing these meat chickens, or do you guys outsource? Oh, you mean like the processing? Correct. Yeah, we do all our own processing. Outstanding. Do you? uh, Are you doing the feathers the old school way, or you guys got you something? No, we got got a (laughs) plucker. Yeah, or you could just totally skin it. With the feathers still on it, oh, no, you want to keep bro. the skin. That adds weight. That adds weight. To it. We sell them. We need to. Sell oh, them. you okay? Nice. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, we got one of those and, fancy pluckers to help us out in the process, and those things work amazing, amazing. And have you guys ever eaten a rooster? You guys ever had? In a soup, I've yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Soup. I've, cock soup. I've turned it into R- broth. <laughs> like <laughs> the extra meat, I did try it, um, but I gave it to the dog and the cat. Pretty much, rooster like, isn't that bad. It's not bad if you catch it early. Like if you catch, yeah, it early, you oh, you have to catch it early. Yeah, when it first starts crowing, but anything after crowing, like you gotta, you, you gotta turn it into soup. Oh yeah. So what other animals, what other, do you guys have any plans to branch out into any other animals? Man, I really, so I, I overly built a brooder. Um, I have another Mm -hmm. brooder that's a two by eight and it's like way overly built. So I, I was just talking to her about that before we got on about maybe growing some rabbits or breeding some rabbits. I got rabbits too. I would love to do some like California's uh, that blue 
that kind of blue gray white color yeah 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 they get they get pretty big yeah um we've got some rabbits and actually we have bunnies on the way by totally by mistake when i built uh when i built the nice rabbit hutch for my oldest daughter okay i didn't take the dividing fence all i i took it all the way to the roof but i did not staple it and secure it to the roof the first night i had them switched over the one dude's like all right, bitch, I, I see you. So I'm coming over. And he climbed the fence inside. And I woke up the next morning and I'm like, where's he at? Oh, he climbed over. So I've got I built a, a rabbit box that I got to put in there because we're going to have bunnies next month, days. probably. Yeah, they, they go but, pretty quick. They go a lot quicker than everything else when it comes to the rabbits and within Within three months, depending on what you're going to do, if you're going to do um, meat with them, they're ready in about three months or they're ready yeah. to sell in about three months. Rabbits good, go. but another weird thing with rabbits is that you can actually starve to death. If, you ha- if your diet includes nothing but rabbit, you can actually starve to death. I've, I've heard of that, and then I've looked it up, and there's no actual, like, accounts of people dying if you've eaten other things other than rabbits so you have yeah you have to eat other things with you have to you cannot solely rely on like rabbit meat for you like because they are straight protein there's like no fat but uh yeah we had we have a female out there that is getting eaten after she has her first litter because she is a mean ass bitch She's a mean ass bitch. She's the only one of our rabbits that you can't pet because she will instantaneously like growl and lunge at you. Jesus. Oh, shit. I didn't even yeah. know rabbits could growl. You've never. Oh, it's freaky. It really that is. Like, creepy. like they're like their mouth is separated like this. So they'll like yeah. and they'll show their teeth and it's freaky it's like Ooh, like the predator it's like the predator growl at the end of the movie but i have we got an indoor rabbit <clears throat> a norwegian i'm not going to get him out we have a norwegian dwarf rabbit um that we <clears throat> that we rehomed because uh somebody my wife knew was getting rid of him and just like here here's everything for free you know we didn't have to pay for it the cage is the size of like a small New York apartment. It's currently sitting on the other side of my computer right here. Don't let, don't let Luis know. I think he's looking for something. Uh, he's looking for he's looking for a new apartment. But uh, rabbits are cool. I mean, rabbits really are like, and they're very like people. People you, in the anything South you grow um, you, and that's good because like they they will they can eat. Anything you grow, almost anything you grow in your garden, they can eat. Um, it's the same way with chickens. Well, chickens people, are like your natural also, garbage disposal. People in the South are also prone to not only doing rabbits, but they also do guinea pigs and and treat them and treat them like rabbits, like they're like meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super Gosh. common down here for people to meat raise guinea pigs. It's a it's it's not not much different tasting than rabbit, and their diet's about the same. And, wow, and they multiply mm. just as quick. I mean, you you you'll go from having two to forty in a year without even trying. Like it's just they're 
Quail's a good thing too. Quail, I've heard quail. Quail's definitely like, and pheasants are pretty good too. Depending on if you, depending on the kind of pheasant. Yeah, but um, I've always I've started like researching more and more into like your self-sustaining animals, like the ones that can eat like food scraps, the ones that can eat stuff out of the garden. Um. So it, it comes down to like you're left with a pretty good, you know, variety of animals you can raise on your farm or your homestead that actually, you know, anything, anything that's inside, like you grow or have as scraps, you can sustain your animals. So you guys got any, any, any homestead plans outside of uh, the animal realm? Like any, anything you got planned or going this, headed towards the business or helping things out? Oh man, we were we were talking to each other about um, we're actually considering switching our business into a private membership association rather oh, than react and sell in the public. We because we have a small base of clientele here that we could probably get them to switch, and that's probably fine. And with a private membership association, we can pretty much damn near sell whatever we produce here, whether it's produced in the kitchen or it's produced outside. And that's kind of, it's not necessarily to skirt the law, but the law doesn't really protect us from anything. So we still, we, we still would be inspected by the highest authority, which is our customers. So essentially customers are allowed to just traipse around and look as long as, you know, if they have any questions, we can answer that for them. But I mean, the USDA, the US FDA, whatever those, they don't protect you from anything. I mean, there's literally in their standards, it's literally, they have an acceptable amount of rat feces in certain foods. And it's like, yeah, for us, our goal is none, you know, (laughs) no rat feces is good. Uh, But for them, they're like, you know, a little bit of rat feces is okay. So if their standards are that low, we want to exceed that. And so we figured if we do something like this, it, it also is a way to not have to focus so much on the advertising of everything and mm-hmm. just focus on impressing our clients and customers and give them, you know, the opportunity to share us with word of mouth and kind of just gradually grow. You don't want, you don't want like thousands of customers. You just want enough to sustain your business. So yeah, you're not, you're not out here trying to become a mega corporation. You're just trying to keep it going. You know? Exactly. And, and I've, I've, I know quite a bit about doing the thing into the into the private realm like that. Like I've I've always found a fascinating, quite fascinating when I learned about it. That I think it's a it's a route that more people should take because even though like you were saying you're not looking for it as a way to skirt around it, but it does kind of help you get around a lot of the nonsense that the USDA and the FDA are already regulating you know over regulation as it is you know not not only do they have those low standards but they over regulate so much that you either have to do it their way or not at all and i i think that that's just outright ridiculous in a lot of aspect you know they're they're you doing that to me doing that they have done a great job at destroying like artisan bread, artisan cheese and stuff like that, because everybody has to follow the same standards when you're, there are such amazing things that, you know, are homemade and stuff like that. I, I love personal little farm stands. 
uh, down here in the South, you, you can still get away with selling your own jam, jelly, homemade bread and stuff like that out of a lot of these personal little farm stands. And, my favorite time of year. It's farmer's yeah, market time. Yeah. Oh man. You know, that's that I, I have, I live, I live close to one now that kind of, they are a public place, but they're the public place that they have is a, uh, is more of a, like a, like a diner. Like you go into the side of the farm and it's farm to table diner stuff. And don't get me wrong. It's like a, it's like an $18 hamburger, but it's totally worth the hamburger. No way. Nope. The hamburger. Still not worth free, it. The, it's totally oh, worth man. the hamburger and free. I mean, no. it is though. It, 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 it is. You can't, you can't sit here and tell me that something that's literally made farm from that same farm all the way to the table. Every, every single ingredient, you know, burger and fries and all for 18 bucks isn't worth it compared to, you know, poisoning yourself for $9 at Hardee's. Oh, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing as far as like your, uh, local, uh, locally raised ground beef that's for sale at the farmer's market because uh, that hands down like it, it, it is it's night and day compared to the stuff you buy at the grocery store yeah. like your local ground beef pork everything is just night and day compared to what they sell at the grocery store and i don't care what grocery store you go to they're not going to have the same as the stuff that is locally processed, like your ground beef and pork and stuff like that. I was, I was, I was watching an interview with this survivalist kind of guy that uh, his name fleets me. So I don't think he's that important, but one of the, please don't say bear grills. No, it wasn't bear grills. It was not him. It was this other dude that went and spent, he spent like man versus or a a, a man versus wild. Ain't that bear grills. No, that's not bear grills. I don't think survivor man. This right, this might this be. Dude, I don't know. This dude was in an interview and he was talking about, um, they were talking about meat, you know, like compared, like the meat compared to the grocery store meat compared to what he was hunting and living off of when he lived in this shack in like Alaska or something for some time. The pink slime. And he was, he was talking about how, you know, here they wrap the meat and it keeps it moist and you got to either freeze it or keep it in the cooler and stuff like that, where he would kill something fresh and set meat like on this mantle and you know it's, it's dry aging on this mantle and some days it could be freezing outside some days it could be 100 degrees outside and then you know within 10 to 15 days he still would eat that meat you know and people are like people are like oh that's you know that's crazy you don't know what's growing on it but it, it was just so much safer and stuff for, from his perspective i know what podcast you're talking too. about oh yeah Man, we are about to get some funky weather. I'm telling that's what I'm looking at right now. We're about to get some funky weather, man. It's been like beautiful weather, but my garden is like everything is like sprouting and we're supposed to get frost tonight and tomorrow night. And that that's no bueno. Do you guys uh, do you guys have a garden? <laughs> Not yet. Man. Everything's no? awesome. It's hard to garden up here if you don't have a greenhouse because our growing already. season is super short and we could have a frost day in July. Like that, it seems like every month there's, a, it, there's at least one frost. Have you like thought about the underground greenhouse so that you could have stuff? That's right. I around. remember you. I, I, my memory is fleeting at okay. times. You guys are in the like northern or no, southern part of Idaho. 
Idaho. Idaho, yeah. 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 And we just got crazy amount of snow this year and it's just starting to melt. Um, can we, have, potatoes. we have a long way to go. Yeah. Potatoes for sure. We could always, I've start. got, I've got a spot of, and it's weird because, uh, the, my normal spot for potatoes, I started this year ended up cause I covered my, um, ground this year with like, uh, the straw and everything that I cleaned out of the chicken coop. Um, I would cover all my ground and it's going to be a it's going to be a good year this year for gardening because my ground over, over the winter time and the beginning of spring and everything, the worms have been real heavy. So the ground is going to be amazing. Have you guys, have yeah. you guys ever heard uh, of or seen uh, my spot the... behind rabbit hutch? Have you guys ever heard of or seen the underground, uh, what they call an underground greenhouse? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that would be something that you guys could look into. They, it's not even really like deep underground. They like they they just dig between four and six foot down, which I mean that still sounds like a lot, but it's really not compared. And they go out wide and then use just the plastic to overdome it. And because of the way that it's angled in the ground, it keeps cool during the summer and keeps warm during the winter. And people are able to bypass these grossies and you know difficulties in places like where you guys are and even out in like the desert and stuff where it's too hot to grow in some in some cases for some stuff um i'm gonna send you guys some information on that it's some it's it's an old method like a really old farmer's almanac kind of method but it's it's one of those things it's where i believe that technology you know things get to a certain point and maybe we don't need to advance it any further because you made something that was a really good ass idea that you don't have to do all this extra for you know it it it, it's silly but i'm a big fan of the old school cheese cutters with the piano wire on them oh yeah like those (laughs) those are perfect and they cut cheese perfect like they don't cut you can't cut cheese with a knife near as perfect as you can with one of those Mm -mm. piano wire cutters i agree yeah old methods are the way to go and i'd be interested in that greenhouse for sure i think right now our main focus is animals and uh just building up the soil around us i mean the the worms are there like we have some great land underneath us here and we can totally utilize it it's just trying to figure out when's the best time to grow and uh just living with the fact that things change on a dime when it comes to the weather up here it's pretty it's pretty insane but with animals it's it's a lot easier than plants at the moment so we'll go oh, yeah to, like we'll go to the farmers markets and buy a crap ton of you know fruits and veggies yeah. and i can just can them and ferment them and that's there you go. Um, that's what I'm gonna have to do until I can get to the point where I can grow my own. Absolutely. Um, that's the other way out of the supermarket. <laughs> well, and I mean, on top mm-hmm. of that, you guys talking about doing like the meat and stuff. You know, it push comes to shove, and we all go to barter times because the dollar completely decides to collapse on us. You, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be able to trade some of that chicken for some v- fruits and vegetables whenever you need to. You know, like that's oh yeah, that that that's like a one up stop there. I I always joke around about beans and bullets, but if you got meat like that, people are gonna definitely want to be trading you for what you got going on. So. Oh, I'm gonna be trading eggs because. We are, I mean, 
we are going to be when our new hens start laying here and i think it's about six months we're going to be getting a, a dozen or more eggs every day or every other day that's a lot of eggs and i've already been gifting like dozens of eggs to people and but that's how you bring that's how you that's how you build community ties definitely um and uh our the tractor supply uh, uh in town every saturday in the spring and summer people can sit out in the uh, parking lot with baby chicks, baby bunnies, fresh produce, eggs, any type of animals, uh, handcrafted jewelry. And the thing is, Tractor Supply allows it. You don't have to pay for a permit fee. You don't have to pay for a spot. You just come in there, park with your truck. Because the farmer farmer's market every year requires a $100 fee up front to get you a spot in the farmer's market, which that's asinine. That so gosh. we're probably going to be parked up there in the parking lot um, with the bunnies and some eggs, I guess, because my daughter, my oldest, uh, that's her project. I built the hutch. She tends the rabbits. So, and awesome. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm proud because she came up with that idea of like uh, the rabbits came. I mean, I had no issues with that. I'm always like, and unfortunately, my wife knows how bad I am about that and can get away with just bringing, you know, lost animals home. And <laughs> I I see you smiling, bringing lost animals home. And of course, I say like. No, no, there's going to be no more animals. None. We don't have any more room. And then she'll bring something home. And I'm like, I guess I guess I might be able to build a spot. I, I, I'll find a spot for him. Uh, and my daughter was like, hey, how about we go sell these bunnies up at Tractor Supply over the summer? I can make some money and that money will be mine. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to play the even evil government here and I'm going to take 30 percent. OK. <laughs> Of course. Jeez, <laughs> I, well, no, I, I'm recovering some of the money I spent on the rabbit hutch. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, sure, you, sure you, you know, I was proud. Of, no, I was proud of her for coming up with that. You know, she wanted to do that and go sit up and there and, you know, sell bunnies just to make summertime money. And I was like, that's, you know, OK, you know, I, I'll I'll handle that. But no, I was proud of it. You know, business opportunity, business minded. So, so, what, so with this year's plans and stuff, with your homesteading and stuff and whatnot, what do you? What is your guys' biggest challenge? You think you got ahead for this season? Oh man, yeah. Just before we jumped on, we were talking about the new coop and that whole situation because we have more layers coming in. We have I forget how many thirty. We have total. We're gonna have. Um, 32 or something like that 32 or something okay yeah so we'll have a decent amount of layers and we need space for them the current coop is just good enough for the chickens we have now the older ones so building getting that built first of all waiting for the snow to melt (laughs) and then once the snow melts it's like go time um 
building the coop, getting that run situated for that coop, and then probably fence fencing off certain areas. Yeah. Um, so that the chickens can't get into those areas because mm-hmm. we like to let them roam. They they're really yeah. happy. And uh but like you said, Bandit, getting them to lay in one spot is just impossible. For right now, they've <laughs> chosen the cat box. Oh yeah. We have we have it. <laughs> Yeah, it it happens Um, like that. And, uh, you know, I've seen all the the gimmicks and everything of like use the fake eggs and stuff like that. And I'm just like, doesn't work. You know, they're old and they're stubborn and they're going to lay it on the floor. They're just going to be like, yeah, dude, I know you built this new one, but I got the floor right here. So I'm going to stay on the floor and... You can take these out of here. Right. And that's what I did. So I got to yeah. figure something else out. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. I don't know what's going to happen. But for right now, they're utilizing that box. I found six eggs in there gotcha. just from today. <laughs> but they're also using, sometimes they'll use the nest boxes in the coop. There's a, there's a place under the deck that they, for some reason, always go to. It's like a really difficult spot for them to even get, <laughs> yeah, to, I, get into okay. it. I had, I had for the longest time, I couldn't find where my leghorns that I had were laying and they were the only white, white egg layers I had at the time. And I'm just like, all right, I know they're laying, but they're also the most adventurous. Well, by accident, one day crawling underneath the house, close to the air handler of the air conditioning underneath the two big, huge vents going inside the house, I found 40 or so white eggs and the leghorns had been taking their time to crawl underneath the air handler and lay their eggs underneath that whole entire area. And I was just like, well, those are all no good. Like I I just, we're just going to bury these with some more dirt and just pretend they're not even here because there's no telling how long they had been there with them being so many and there only being three leghorns. So frustrating. Oh my God. Yeah. I know there's, a decent amount of eggs under a shed that we have next next door and there's like no way to get under that shed no way and the hen yeah. it's, deep under there. it's deep and of course she lays on the far end where we can't reach and there's i know there's a decent amount of eggs, but we can never get them so i just try to forget about them so are you guys gonna um what are you guys looking into in like the dairy aspect? Are you going to go with goats or cattle? Oh man, we would really like to get like a purebred Jersey or like a Dexter. Dexters are really cute because they're like furry. They almost look like a char, like a Charlet kind of cow, but um, Jerseys and Dexters are good because they are most of the purebreds are a two, a two type milk and that milk has the own the enzyme that starts to digest itself essentially so it's like pre-digested milk when you drink it and you don't have like if you have lactose intolerance it's actually pretty good for you um i would like to do so what our dairy lady does is she has all these dairy milking cows but she also will breed them because you have to get your cow pregnant so that they can keep giving you milk but she breeds them with an angus bull um, I mean, she inseminates them. She has them inseminated, but she literally will sell the the Jersey um, Angus cross as the beef cows for her ranch. So she keeps one for her family and then she sells the rest. So it's like, you know, a, it's a different fat profile 
not everybody maybe likes it. Um, we could do that. Or I, you can um, inseminate them with the Hertfordshire. I think Hertfordshire's, those are mini cows. Those are smaller cows. They eat half as much as a regular cow. So you can have two and it eats the same as one cow. And the and, the and they're usually fuzzy and cuddly too. Like, yeah, and they're fuzzy and cuddly until you have to butcher them. And then, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it would be nice to have something that with, you know, like milk and meat working together. And we already have the chickens kind of down, I think. So if we get into that, I'll lease some space for my aunt from her pasture because it's wrapping around our, our land. And, you know, that should be enough space, I think, for one or two cows yeah. or two small cows. And a because, <clears throat> because what is it? One average sized uh, cow butchered for beef can feed a family of four or five for a year if you eat yep. just, I mean, so it's just one. I mean, that that return is uh that that's that's pretty significant in its return depending on what you feed it and how well you feed it and goats i mean goat milk from what i've heard and jimmy always tells me goat milk is king it is. i mean you can do so much goat cheese is amazing goat and it milk. really doesn't take and it doesn't take that much to make your own cheese well it really is honestly a simple pro, another reason i'm pro goat milk you can you can use it for drinking cheese, mill or soaps, um, a, mi a different mixture of like different kind of roll on and makeup things that she makes for peachy key and stuff. And then once you get a goat going, it's up to you if you want to uh, continue can, for it to continue to have milk. Like you don't have to continue to get the goat pregnant over and over and over and over again if you get a pregnant that one time and you get it on a milking routine that that goat will milk as long as you can milk it and not dry up until you stop milking it and there are some breeds out there that do kind of dual purpose in that aspect too a lot of people frown in the face when i start talking about eating goat but you know it's a lot more common around the world for people to eat goat meat in place of beef actually you know your ground meats in places like mexico and even over in the middle east and stuff are usually goat oh yeah and, and goat is absolutely delicious i have no problem with goat whatsoever i mean heck down here in Georgia, that's <laughs> if if you run into the Mexican guys at the cat at the cattle barn buying goats, they're totally buying them to go home and eat them. Like that's that's they will put one in the freezer in a heartbeat, and I, you know, it it does make a good meat. You know, I don't, I see nothing wrong with it. You want to get into the alpines, you know, if you're going to get into a dual purpose one, because you can get some decent milk out of those, and they're also pretty good meat wise. Your your lamuchas are more you know strictly dairy your your boar goats do good do good for meat they're a little finicky when it comes to milk like they they produce milk but good luck trying to wrestle with a boar goat and milk it yourself because they're usually pretty prudent and don't want you anything anywhere near them it the temperaments vary you know there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different breeds out there and some goats are just cool to have. Like I've run across some people that have those mini goats as just pets, just in general as pets. And those things are so friggin' cool because they're so small and they stay so small and you can't people just eat have them. Around. Around. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but you could still have it running around your house as a cool little pet. I'm not going to raise something like that. And so not... the man who has a house rabbit. Uh, 
But he I could you. eat that if I chose, but it's it's cute. You can and, eat a small goat. It's just not a lot of meat. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, but, a small goat's cute too. It's like uh, the wife wants one of those miniature house pigs, like the the teacup pigs. Um, I mean, have you never ate suckling? Have I ever ate what? Pork suckling. Yeah, suckling pig. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Nothing wrong but, with uh, a pig. I'm I've only got a few years left, like where we're where we're here right now until we go into our next adventure. And, um, you know, I have an animal problem as is right now. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I have like 50 acres. I can't imagine my animal problem I'm going to have. You know, just like, hey, drop them off. We'll take care of them. No problem. Just leave them. Especially if they're edible. He's going to have a big smile. That'll turn into an issue. Well, yeah, your old yeah. not going to be too happy with you eating all the intakes. I mean. <laughs> mm, so so d- during this uh, winter season, did you guys have any anything challenging come along that you had to fight through and deal with aside from the 10 tons of snow. Oh, man. I'm just trying to think back. Seems so long ago and it really wasn't. <laughs> it's still happening. I know yeah. that feeling, man. I know. Oh that my feeling. God. Um, big challenges. I mean, we got the blackouts out of the way, like right at the beginning. Um, we received snow pretty early in the season. I think October it started snowing. So the power lines, whatever, they weren't ready for it just yet. So we had a little bit of a electricity issue for about a day and uh, haven't had anything since. Thank goodness. Um, we've been pretty comfortable this go. Yeah. Compared to last winter, it was pretty good. We got a pellet stove, so that kept us, has been keeping us pretty warm. Uh, biggest challenges probably dodging the chicken poop on the deck because the chickens have nowhere else to go right now. (laughs) I mean, they're starting to venture out more as things melt, but this whole winter they would either be in the run or they come out and come to the deck and just like sit on the deck and shit everywhere. I I had a challenge. uh, Yeah. I had an issue with the chickens (laughs) there for a little while where they had taken over the porch and yeah, it was just the worst. I had moved. I remember coming down to visit, and uh, if I moved out of this the chair on his back deck, if I moved out of the chair where I was sitting, I would come back and there'd be a, a chicken there. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> or a goat. No joke. A goat or his dog. That is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the we, snow was heavy. The snow is heavy. We had the bathroom thing that we were still waiting on, but it's finally just finished. Um, so we we didn't have like a full bathroom in our house. We were going next door to take a shower. We had a bathroom with a toilet, and then we can use that, you know, like a half, but it's not the same as having like a full-fledged shower in your own home. <laughs> so that literally the bathroom just got finished like this week. And so we're we're finally starting to use it again now that the snow is melting. So that's nice. We got through that. 
that was probably the internal house like struggle, I yeah. think. But yeah. we were pretty comfortable most of the time, I think. Yeah, I don't nothing's jumping out to me in terms of uh difficulties this winter. We were we were pretty prepared compared to last last winter. So, so <laughs> since the last time you guys were here, um I have a I have a fun new section of the show that I've been doing where Can I, I, use... I want I got one thing. I got one thing before you do this. I mean I'm not doing I'm not I'm not I'm not getting to the end. I just want to throw this. Oh, out. okay. I got one thing. Um, have you guys adventured into the water collecting? We haven't just yet. Um, we probably should. We, I know we should. I, I know. Collect this oh yeah, that's um, that's my next big project is doing water collecting. <laughs> not necessarily. It's not for like home use just yet i'm going to use for feeding chickens rabbits and agriculture i'm going to get into the water thing because it's i mean we we get a pretty decent rainfall here in spring and it's just like that's a my garden's getting watered but i'm like it's just making a mess for the chickens they're not getting much use out of it they hate the rain so yeah, I'm just going to collect it just to water the chickens and everything. And yeah, I mean, you can get, you can get a barrel, you can get water barrels, you can get water containers. Um, you can get those, they're the IBC totes. You can get a 300 gallon IBC tote on Facebook marketplace for like $75. And it comes with the metal cage, uh, the cap for the top and a uh, on-off water valve at the very bottom that you can connect the hose to easy. And you can get them as potable water source for, you know, 75 to 90-ish dollars. You can get something to store 300 gallons of water. And there are, <clears throat> if you uh, shun away from like uh, harsh chemicals like I have lately uh there are natural ways um even just plants that you can toss in there that will keep algae from growing it'll keep the bugs away from your water source and everything so if, if you guys go that direction there's there's plenty of info out there good to know yeah i know we should be doing that for sure i mean we have a creek literally like right down the street from us that the whole town gets water from that's our water source um but the rain Perfect. the rain we get in the summer we definitely should start collecting in the snow too yeah we got a shitload of snow because it's it's just going into the ground into the groundwater but uh yeah we uh, we, we actually have on a uh, piece of hunting property that we all mutually hang out on down here we got tired of not having any any kind of amenities or whatever so we took some 55 gallon buckets and built our own water tower so that we can collect rainwater and have a fully functioning bathroom out here in the middle of the woods that flushes and everything when we need it to it uh it it really didn't take too much to do it either like as far as like just mounting those guys up into the air right and and running some gutters and stuff down to make sure that we could just gather as much water as possible into the top of it and you know it's not a it's, it's not a warm shower or anything but hey when you've been out in the woods covered in deer pee all day it's better than nothing so it, it 
you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that you find to improve things. And I, I know doing something simple as that on our hunting property, I could easily, you know, make it into a bigger idea out on like a piece of land like this or something, you know, like kind of like what you guys are talking about as well. And I think the Creek is a, is a plus, like, you know, that's always something I've always liked and believed in when it comes to doing a lot of this homestead and stuff is making sure you've got some kind of a water source and believe it or not, people don't realize how much, there are underground water sources as well. Like there's, there are underground rivers and springs and stuff, especially in areas like you guys are in too, that you can probably find. You got to get somebody out there and do a little bit of witching. See if you can come across some water out there close to the house. Oh, I know there is. I know we could for sure put a well in somewhere. Um, the groundwater table is really high here, but perfect. I mean, you can drill, you can do that yourself. You really right. can. It really is. It'd have to be really fairly. Hush Oh yeah, it has to be really hush hush. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I totally understand that, and that's one of those. That's one of those things, though, that I feel like uh, could stay hush hush. And you know, you're just taking care of yourself and what you got yeah. going on. You know, that's it. It, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of. You can't go by legal, you know, legality of being right and wrong. Sometimes you can do some things that might be frowned upon from the state, but they're what need to be done for you and your your family and or group to progress and however which way you're going with it you know you guys are i, I love when you guys come over here to talk to us I, I like getting to speak to you guys because you guys are doing the into this homestead world and i've found that a lot more people throughout the years that have made their awakening i guess you could call it have all worked their way into self-sufficiency in one way or the other and this is this is something that is super important that I think that we, all of these homesteaders, all of us homesteaders that are out there and all of us that are in this idea and stuff like this, we need to, you know, converse more in between each other and share as much information as we can, because the more we can help each other be self-sufficient, the stronger we are into getting to the point where we get to quiet quit these fools in Washington that we're all just trying to ignore until they go away. Uh, I, you know, we would, I keep making this joke that, Gen, you know gen z or well not gen z gen gen x and especially the millennials and stuff are really good at quiet quitting and believe it or not i think we're all slowly quiet quitting the, the government because we're just all working on becoming more self-sufficient and and i think we need to make a larger community of all this kind of stuff you know put a lot of these brains together i love sharing information with like you guys and we've talked to a few other people and stuff on here that have great information and ideas to help towards self-sufficiency as best as possible. And that's, that's just like a goal of mine. Like, and, and even kind of been joking around recently since I've invited you guys, of course, legs, I know you've got right up on being a part of it or whatever with the cookbook idea I had, because I think there's no other way to bring unity than food. And that's why we've been kind of running with this thing. And it got blown out of the it got blown out from the secret thing a couple of weeks ago. So I've been talking about it a little more here recently. And I'm going to call you out Buffalo. She told me that she's doing most of the cooking, man. None of those recipes were yours. I can't believe it. Well, she's really good. I mean, <laughs> I used to do all the cooking when we were back in California. Uh, well, not all, but most of the cooking and you, you liked it. You know, I, you said I did a decent job, but I'm just going to yeah. say she, she kicks the shit out of me. Like She is way better at cooking and baking than I ever could have hoped. And you could have, could have thrown in your pickling 
risky. Oh, for, hey, yeah. there's still time. I'm oh, still working on it. Hey, don't worry. I was able to save everything because it was on. It was saved in the cloud for that's that. Right. Oh. Yes, my computer crashed. Didn't affect that because I actually have that saved in a cloud instead of saved in the uh, saved in the idea of on the computer because I something told me to save that somewhere else. I'll have to. I'll have to send it. Which one? The jalapenos or the other one? The regular pickles. I don't know. Whichever you choose. Oh, All right. Uh, oh, man, I'll send you something. <laughs> that reminds me. That's like the only thing I haven't planted this year yet is my pickling cucumbers. Got to make a sticky note about that. I took <laughs> so last. Oh no! All right. So last year that was great because you know I got those pickling cucumbers from you, Bandit. And I still had a pickle brine from Ox, and I combined the two, and they turned out really good. Two separate, two separate, because Ox had sent me a jar of pickles that he had made, and I ate them before they truly brined all the way. The brine was just really good. And when Bandit brought me all those pickle and cucumbers, I was like, I got the perfect thing to stuff these. I've got. I still have some from last year. Yeah. Nice. I ate all the ones you gave me last year. I, I am a pickle fanatic. I don't know if you guys are into pickles or not. Pickles Ugh. are awesome. I love pickles. I'll I, drink I the juice straight up. Oh, Just yeah. And that's so good for delicious. you, though. Like, it really it is. is. Yeah. And pickles are one of the lowest calorie snacks that you can, like, because I'm a middle of the night because I don't sleep very well. I'm a middle of the night, like you'll find me at the fridge. Fridge is my best friend at like two o'clock in the morning. And I used to, I could clean, I can clean house on pickles, clean house. But yeah. Um, how do you guys can? Do you do a water bath or do you have a pressure canner? We actually have both. Um, for the pickles, I just do the nice, water bath. Nice, nice, nice. Now, um, do you guys have a food saver? Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah, we have a food saver. Please don't freeze. You're nice, fine. nice. We have a food saver, too. You can buy a um, an attachment for your food saver that connects to the top of a uh, mason jar, and you can dry can beans and stuff. Really? Yeah, it was like, uh, I think we got the largemouth and narrowmouth dry canner uh, that connects. It's the a rubber hose that connects to the food saver that all it does is it vacuums out the air and seals the cap on top without oh. the ring. And uh, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really neat. Dry can. So I was, I was trying to branch off here not too long ago, but. Bandit interrupted me, and I—that's you can dry can you can dry can your beans, and you'll get uh three. I mean, it'll last so much longer than uh in a plastic bag like that you get from the store. You can just dump them. Is that what you're talking? Well, no, your dry the dry beans you get from the store in the plastic bags. You put them in a jar, and you can dry can them, and the the life expectancy is, you, you know, an additional five years, 10 years. Fair. No, and I dehydrate. Yeah, I like dehydrating. So, I'm, I'm big yes. into dehydrating, too. Like, that's that's probably one of my favorite things. Because you can make jerky, you can make dehydrated fruit, and, all, you know, those, 
those two things right there are awesome. Like just in general to me, I could survive off of both of those. So, but anyway, earlier I was trying to tell you guys that we started a whole new segment on the show where, you know, everybody's in the, the AI fad, but I found a way to be different into the AI fad. And I found a, I like to find random question generators on that, that are AI question generators. And today's that I found is by sevenezel.com. And of course, like most of them, when I hit the generate button, it generates me a random number of completely crazy random ass questions. And this one actually gives me more than three. It actually gave me 10 at a time. So I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to probably ask all of them, but I do like to ask one or two of them. And of course, get your guys' answers as well as Bandit just or whoever else is on the panel too, just to, you know, get a good laugh and see what kind of funny things we come up with. And this one is probably one of the better ones I've found, I think, because it's had me laughing over here the past two or three minutes on just the stupid things that it's asking. So you guys ready for some funny questions? For sure. <laughs> yeah. So the first question that popped up out of this random question generator that I'm using tonight is, is there any time you haven't worn underwear in public? <laughs> Do I need to say a specific time or can it be like a time period? It can be a time period. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Back in California, I did it quite often. I will admit to that. Mm. Commando. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I would do that too. Jogging pants are enough. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. I mean, during the winter season, I see no problem in just hanging around in your gray sweatpants, even though the wife won't let me out of the house on them. You guys are nasty. <clears throat> Why? You don't clean your ass? You guys are nasty. <laughs> no. No. So you don't clean your ass? I, 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 wore, I wore underwear in a combat zone. Are you kidding me? I mean, you got to be would, careful where you sit. Yeah, exactly. Be careful. Uh, that's nasty. Nasty. <laughs> I know. It's just never been my personal preference, man. I just could not. I, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I, it's my personal preference. I've always worn underwear, no matter what I was doing, where I was going. So, so, you know, I hear that it's really good for your testicles to show them to the sun. To do like sunbathing on your testicles, so you're supposed to do that. Your butt. Not wearing underwear. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, you're, you're supposed, you're supposed to like shine all your privates up into the sun from time to time to, to yeah. re-energize them or whatever. I don't, not quite sure how that works, but that's that's the rule I hear there. Seems to work. Yeah. So, of course, these ones are real good. So I do have another one off here that I was going to ask you guys if you don't mind keeping them going. Oh, I, yeah. I, you know, you never because you never know where they're going to go, but these are. I don't know. These ones are pretty good compared to some of the past few that I've had as of recent times. So is there anything that you keep that's completely weird? Oh my gosh. Let me think. I'll go first. I still collect, I still collect, I still collect comic books and action figures. Like, and I'm a four, almost a 40 year old man. Okay. I mean, I mean, I have, have that. I have comic books. I don't have action figures. I don't collect them anymore. I'm actually just trying to see how I can get rid of them and make money. I, ha- I have a case of Undertaker, the wrestler, action figures dated all the way back to when he wrestled in the, in the, in the label says WWF. And I, and I don't know how to get rid of them because the internet doesn't want to buy them all at once. 
they're trying what was the what was the question now sorry is there something that you keep that is weird oh yeah go ahead i'd like to hear this i here he goes collect, with chapstick and everything uh, now i'm getting a little worried i i collect salt and pepper shakers all right okay that's all yeah okay that's all i think that's weird i mean because you only need two yeah you only need two but it started as a it only started in like the last few years i would pick up like just because our goodwill is excellent as far as like just the weird and like obnoxious stuff that comes across as donated items yeah uh and uh I, it just, I, I picked up some weird salt and pepper shakers and it's just like, oh, let me add to it. Let me add to it. Let me add to it. And it, I think I have mm, maybe 40 something, maybe 40 ish. Yeah. Ish. So the, I'm going to go ahead and throw a third one out here this evening before we move on to other hilarious things I guess we can get into. But I, I don't know what it is. This one tonight has just been really good. So what? what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you in a workplace? <laughs> oh, man. I got one. Oh, man. I, don't know. I think I've told this before. Maybe not. Yeah. Well... I sharded in in the middle of uh, the field, like to where I had to take off my underwear and throw them in the uh, bathroom trash at the park <laughs> in Orange County. <laughs> so you actually answered two of the questions in one question there. <laughs> That's uh, that was, but no one knew about it at the time. What? Yeah. Yeah. You, Buffalo. Oh man. <laughs> well, I don't have something that beats that. I mean, I've. Uh... It wasn't really embarrassing. Choked your boss. Oh yeah, I choked my boss. It wasn't at work. It was after work at someone's party. Um, I, I went and uh, uh, they needed a DJ. I was DJing at the time just to uh, for fun. So I, yeah. The boss got really drunk, started slapping girls' asses, so being really annoying. And keep in mind, we're the same skin color. Uh, the only difference being he was like full Mexican and I was half Mexican. And he kept calling me white boy and saying, this white boy doesn't know how to play music, blah, blah, blah. Even though I was playing what they wanted. Um, I just told him, I was like, you're going to need to shut up. Otherwise, you're going to see what happens. And he didn't. He said it again. So I, I football tackled through a crowd of people and grabbed him and choked him against a fence and they had to pull me off of him uh, before I, yeah, before I <laughs> choked him to death, I guess. That was more embarrassing for him than for me because he's actually taller than me. And uh, yeah, but apparently if you're angry enough, you can, you can lift somebody by the throat. So that's good. That's good to know. Noted. I'm make sure I write that one down. What about you, Bandit? Any embarrassing moments at work? 
I was in the military for 14 years. Oh, well, okay. Every day was, every day was embarrassing. Um, um, I, I, I don't know right off hand there, there was, I've had a few moments that were equally comparable but come back to me let me let me think a little bit you have to stew on that let me stew on this for a little bit what would be viewer appropriate wasn't it wasn't i guess it wasn't so much embarrassing for me it was just embarrassing in the in general because it was my store i was the manager of a domino's pizza and was training this new guy and i still to this day don't understand how he did it but he ran the pizza slicer right across his thumb and it was laying in the center of the pizza and it just instinctively i grabbed the pizza and the cutter and him and was like let's go to the back office and we ended up putting his thumb on ice and getting him to to send one of my delivery drivers with him to the hospital and to save his thumb and like like I was just embarrassed because it's a Friday night and we had a room full of not only delivery drivers and other employees, but a lobby slam full of customers. And I'm trying to figure out how to not go, oh, fuck, there's a thumb in front of 20 people. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was there hazard pay for this? I was just curious. (laughs) And I have I the, the rest. The restaurant industry, you know, not that I'm saying that people should be on the whole idea of the $15 an hour form or whatever, but the restaurant industry, you go through some shit. Like I, I have, I have been witness to some things from that to a girl falling in a deep fryer to robberies to drug deals gone bad, like with employees at the back of the store uh, i've had employees fist fight like just all kinds of wild and crazy things that i had to put up with for nowhere near the money i did i needed to be paid to put up with the crap especially even being the boss like i, I, I remember i remember i made a a thousand dollars every two weeks to be the boss of a papa john's at one and when i was probably like 22 years old and i was just like just like this is not worth it like how many times a week does the store get almost robbed? Like this is not this is not worth this measly ass <laughs> paycheck. Damn. Damn, you should carry a gun. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I did not long after. You know, I started doing that not long after an experience at uh, Domino's where these two guys had placed an order, and I ended up refusing the order because when the guy got out there, the lady that answered the phone and answered the door was like. I didn't order pizza. And so I told the driver to get his ass back to the store. And later that night, two dudes decided to drive through the front door of the glass building. And uh, they were coming in with baseball bats and going to come over the counter to just rob us because we never delivered their pizzas. They kept kept claiming. But when I came running out the back door with a handgun, they all got in their car and pulled off. So, you know, it makes a difference to be to be armed like that's that's. Uh, armed society is a polite society i can't disagree with that that look at things unless you're in chicago i mean i'd still be i feel i'd be i'd be safer armed in chicago than i wouldn't be true that but it is definitely not polite in chicago i mean maybe maybe it's just like polite shootings you know like just i disagree bam 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 (laughs) 
I challenge you to a duel. Have you have you guys have you guys ever seen HeyJackass.com? It's a it's a website that keeps up with the shootings and murders and the day to day just debauchery of Chicago. Oh shit! Oh, wow. No, it it I has didn't... it all broke down in statistic numbers. There's even a section that shows how many people were shot in the dick. Like it's it's oh my god, it's quite hilarious actually for for the to be one of the just most random websites I've come across on the internet. I, Luis actually, I think, showed it to us one night. That's hilarious. We, we have to check it out. We we brought it up since, like, is this just full of just all kinds of random, uh, you know, random nonsense? I love the random nonsense because I love being able to kick back and have a time to laugh, and you know, I love being able to have like you guys on this evening because it takes things in a different route, and we get to talk about homesteading and, and have a good time and just have some good laughs about things going on, man. So I I do appreciate you guys setting some time time aside for us on a busy Saturday to come and hang out. Oh yeah, for sure. We love coming on here and talking to you guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And we and we love having Yana. I apologize again for it being a skeleton crew today, but I think it's always fun when me and Bandit can helmet. It's it's it sure is a shame nobody else was here today. But hey, we can always make it happen again another time later with Lord knows who. Kel's been back around here recently since he's repaired himself over his last whole shooting incident. So that's you know that's good. And I will say Caitlin's been a little MIA. She checks in with me every once in a while, but she's just had a lot going on. But hopefully she'll be back around next time you guys come. Life through. life will catch you at the worst times, though, sometimes. Unexpectedly. Tell me about it, man. I'm telling you. So, I, of course, I always like to give you guys an opportunity to plug where everybody can find everything you guys got going on. All right. Well. Appreciate you too, yeah. very much. Um, we are false reality check for sure. I'm Buffalo, and I'm Legs. Um, we do our best to release an episode every week. Uh, right now, we're just doing the audio. Um, we'll like put out some little video clips here and there on our Instagram. Um, was that FRC Pod? FRC Pod. Instagram FRC Pod. Uh, Telegram t.me slash false reality check. Um, yeah, we're just not so much documenting our life but kind of <laughs> but also at the same time talking to cool people like you guys and whoever else wants to jump on and chat you know current events homesteading um whatever is going on in our lives it's just i don't know we just love and speaking keep- and speaking of talking to other homesteaders do, have you guys built like a, a community out where you're at uh with I mean, you got any other like local homesteaders that are close by that you guys constantly like share info with and stuff like that? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Our our neighbors are are really awesome people, and we've gotten to know them, and they're all dabbling in certain things that we can learn from, from you know, dairy to chickens to rabbits to woodworking to I don't know. There's there's just it's amazing the people. The connections you make and when you get to know your neighbors and you, the realization that I don't have to do it all. I can actually rely on someone else and trade them a good, you know, nice, trade nice. No, so, I, mean, I, I keep yeah. saying that a lot, you know, go out and go out and talk to your neighbor because the person that lives next door to you is not the person the news is telling you that it is like, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, exactly. They're they're trying to instill that fear and not let you talk to your neighbors. But the more and more you talk to them, the more you find, yeah, you're. Oh, right. but you're still going to end up with some neighbors you that are have just a couple. Don't get dicks that like, you don't like. I've got a few of them, but then life. I've got a few. I've got a few really cool neighbors. 
really do. But I, I do have those that live like close that I'm just like, every time I'm outside, I'm wary of them being outside at the same time I am. Listen, you told me about some of your neighbors and I don't think they're real. Like they've got to be this. I think they help prove NPC, that we live in PCs. They help prove we live in a simulation because they do things that just don't make sense. Yeah, because whatsoever. I don't like it's crazy. To, it's crazy to say, but there are times where I've been doing yard work and I carry a gun in my yard while working in the yard. That's crazy. But I'm like, I, I just, some people look like harmless, but that makes it even worse. That's not, that's not crazy. I, I mow the lawn with a gun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, think being yeah. aware of your surroundings and. Well, you guys, it's probably you. like protection from animals. Pretty yeah, much. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. My neighbor's not going to come shoot me or anything. No. I don't think have a mountain lion show up and decide it wants to feast on some chickens and exactly. be prepared for that. We have to worry about coyotes, coyotes and raccoons. Oh, the, the coyotes but are see, you just roll them on their back and rub them. Oh, 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 oh. No, we have rail yard coyotes. <laughs> we have rail yard coyotes and those are a different breed, man. Um, but the funny story, the funny thing is it's like the raccoon that tends to like hover on our property. We keep our outside cat who takes care of like anything that would get in my garden and stuff. We keep an extra cat food bowl out there and we feed the raccoon because a fat, happy and well-fed raccoon will leave our chickens alone. You should, you need That's to totally get him so, uniform. Yes. Oh, he's there. a big, he is a big boy so too, man. Running around your yard like not a hand rocket. rocket. Let me tell you that dude can barely fit under our deck. Yeah. Yeah, he barely gets under him, the bro. deck. He's a big boy. You just been giving wow. him all the little dubbies you can give him? <laughs> no, he eats good cat food, man. I'm telling you. And see, at the same time, though, when, when he is around, the groundhogs stay away and stay out of our garden. So, hey, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's true. So, you guys, you guys got any good good tips or you know final thoughts you'd like to give to any all the folks out there and watching and listening to us on this channel and such that you know you'd like to share with everyone man um well just surviving winter i think uh you know it's a good reminder that there's there's a time for like a slowdown and a die off and a recharge and then once spring comes you know just get your engines going and get out there and do some work and take advantage of the sun and yeah. uh, take advantage of the soil and just dig in. Even if it's in an apartment building or out in the country, just do what you can. Yeah. Whatever project you've been wanting to start, you should start it now. Now is the time to get to work. So we're, yeah, you're it's, right. It's also, already strawberry season. Don't here. say we're that already, too loud because I might find another project to start on and um, I'll have to justify my expenses to my accountant. So, you guys, you guys were talking about the uh, like the farmers market and buying things in bulk and stuff, like the uh, strawberry farms. The you pick strawberry farms just opened up, and the blueberry farms open up next week and stuff around here. Yeah, I won't. I always look forward to taking the kids to do that because oh. we're able to go fill up a five gallon bucket and come home and make all our own jelly and jam. We won't. The guy that lives behind me, he always, every year, grows a huge amount of strawberries. I'm talking like 
huge amount of strawberries. So uh, this year I will be trading him uh, eggs for strawberries. Wonderful. Oh, yes. What about you, Bennett? You got anything good for us this evening? Man, it's always good to have you guys on here. You've been, I think, without having being like folded in as like a co-host, I think you guys have set the record for returning guest, I think. They've been they've been back twice and we've been to theirs, right? No, this is their third time here. Last time we went there. Really? No, this is your third time here and it was four. I think it was, or maybe you were scheduled for here and it got canceled. So I yeah, think this is their second time here and we've been over to theirs once now mm. and got completely wild over there talking about movies and random shit that night. You never know with us. I'm telling you, we're, we get. So yeah, that close. was, that was an off conversation to what we normally talk about. We, we, you never know with us. I, I can honestly say that we have gone. I had, had a guy on the other night that likes to talk about. The gateway project and we totally took him down the realm of talking about how cops need re- reform and such <laughs> nice. that's random <laughs> you just never know where it's gonna go like, but that's what i like man you know that you, that's what makes things i think over here on this show unique and why folks out there continue to uh support what's going on we got going on over here and stuff man because it's just raw real conversation with folks doing real stuff so you know we see you over there on rumble odyssey bit shoot and all over the place listen on the listening apps giving us that love and stuff and we really appreciate it yeah it's the reason we keep on doing this stuff man <clears throat> and it's so great to make great friends like legs and buffalo here man i always look forward to conversation with you guys and love keeping up with what you got going on and can't wait to either have you back and or be back over there with you guys again man it's always a great time so we'll have to check in with you towards the uh end of summer and see how see how things are going with the homestead and stuff see what you guys got going on get getting ready to go into fall and whatnot because i know we're all gonna be busy the next few months i totally understand that Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll check in, keep in touch, and uh, definitely have to have you guys back and, on. Sure. And as soon as it, I'm, I am almost wrapped up with typing up that uh, cookbook. I would like something from you there, Buffalo, if you don't mind, man. I have to say need to be a part into it. And as soon, and like I told you guys before, and other folks out there listening, you know, when it's done, I definitely plan on having digital copies ready. So we'll, you know, we're going get on with that here soon too i'm i'm almost wrapped up like we're getting close i set myself a goal date and it's closely approaching so i know i'm going to set some time aside to get finished on it so that's but exciting of course everybody that's out here man we we greatly appreciate it you guys know we're still continuing with our awesome unconstitutional awakening the podcast sticker giveaway and all you've got to do to win yourself some sweet awesome stickers for free is answer my multiple choice pirate question over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com underneath this episode so tonight's question once again is going to be pretty easy i think so make sure you're doing this so you can get them free stickers man free i know people love that word so in 1718 the pirate blackbeard blocked which wealthy town in american colonies with more than 400 fellow pirates and 60 guns was it a philadelphia pennsylvania b boston massachusetts or c charleston south carolina you guys can answer that over there at the website and get yourself some free stickers, but we're going to weigh anchor and get on out of here this evening. So good night, everyone. Bye.